Okay, guys, welcome back to That's So Fringy podcast. We're so happy to be here, ready to uh, get a little fringy, talk about those things. I'm Rick. I'm Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And we're back to talk about who are they? The question that we posed to uh, you guys last week, we started talking about things like the Watchers, the Nephilim, um, Genesis 6, all of those things. But we've before we jump back in both feet, we're going to um, just mention that our socials, we're on uh, Instagram, don't forget, we also are rocking Telegram these days, yeah? Heck yeah. Um, the website's in the mix, as we talked about, and then what we else? We have an email, that's so fringy at gmail.com, if you have questions or content you want to send us. Yes. Yeah, we'd just love to hear it. Ship it on over. Any type of uh, suggestions or topics that you might want to hear, things that you want to talk about, um, those fringy topics that are on your mind right mm-hmm. now, we'd love to hear about it because, you know, we want to talk about these things just as much as you do. So anything helps. So anyway, with that, I'm going to pass it to Bethany. She's going to do a bit of a fringy rewind and talk about um, the trigger words, the We're trigger gonna... words. Just just a quick reminder that some of the things we talk about, some of the words that we say may make you feel yucky or weird or like you don't want to hear it. Or defensive. Or defensive. And that's okay. Recognize that that's okay. But just listen. Just keep listening. Because best believe when my sister talked about the flat earth for the first time, I thought she was an actual <laughs> nut job. So... Well. Here we are. I'm making a podcast. So stick with us. It's going to be good. But just remember that there are words that may make you not feel good. And just hang in, hang in there. Yeah, there's lots of, um, you know, as a culture, I don't think we realize how brainwashed we are. You know, there's so many different videos, yeah. shows. I mean, Um, the subliminal messaging in all of these shows that we watch and the things. And I know when I first heard about things like um, MKUltra and stuff like that, I was like, come on, dude. The CIA is really brainwashing me and manipulating me. But the more that I get into this stuff, the more I realize that, yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. And they're doing it on purpose and they're doing it with with an agenda in mind. And we're going to talk a little bit about that agenda tonight so we just wanted to do that reminder about that and uh, so now we know that's trigger words and they may come up and you may hear something don't uh, don't run away we want you here with us mm-hmm. so okay so last week remember we talked about who are they part one being the heavenly realm the spiritual realm who are the players what did they do Um, that kind of thing and we promised you this week we would talk about who are they part two so we're gonna get into um, the the human beings that are running the earth that are pulling all the strings because if you think that your government and your you know local entities are controlling things then you're wrong so we're gonna blow some curtains up here yeah so before we get into the who um when when it comes to recent or uh, modern days let's go back a little bit back to genesis 11 and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the tower of babel because if if you're going to understand how we got where we are now you have to understand what babylon is and babylon is the area that the tower of babel 
um, was created. And this was created by a guy named Nimrod, and you might remember him in the Bible. And, you know, some believe that Nimrod actually was trying to summon demons and, uh, in, in fact, even, you know, in, allowed a demon to come inside him or even several and the the main motivation for building this tower was was Nimrod and he was the king at that time that he was he was doing um, everything that the watchers were doing and so you can tell he had some sort of a ulterior motive and so we go back to the Tower of Babel and we find that God confuses the languages as as the um, consequence for what it is that they are doing as we talked about last week and then when he does that he appoints these um, watchers over the nations and so he spreads out the nations as we said and then he takes for himself and this is a very important uh, piece of the puzzle um, he takes for himself Israel as his nation so that um, portion is his portion. So the, the God of the universe decides he's going to allow all of these other watchers to take over these other territories and, and, and rule them um, with the way that they want to rule them with free will in mind. And then he is going to redeem the world through Israel. And he starts with a guy named Abraham. And we all know Abraham, uh, you know, has God come to him and tell him that he's going to make him a great family, a great heritage, a great legacy. And he does that. And as he does that, he is bringing the salvation of uh, mankind through Israel. So that's very important to understand because you see um, the, the rest of the world divided up to these other entities. And then um, it's very apparent that God is trying to set apart um, Israel as his inheritance and and is teaching them. So when we read the Bible and we're reading that, you know, he's giving them laws and customs and things that he uh, wants them to do in remembrance of all of the things that he's done. Um, these are the things that he's trying to do to set them apart. So they're not allowed to eat pork. They're not allowed to eat certain things. They're not allowed to do certain things. Um, he sets them up a whole priesthood. Um, through Aaron and Moses, and he sets up the tabernacle and eventually the temple. Um, and then they ask God for a king in Samuel, and, and Samuel is uh, to appoint a king. And this is where things start to go downhill for Israel because they're asking for a king, and God is supposed to be their king. And this is where a lot of us in modern day... Um, you know, we go wrong as well. Is we're mm -hmm. we're focusing on the things of man. We're focusing on the things that aren't um, of God, and we get distracted and we forget that God is our King. We're supposed to be allowing Him to reside on the throne of our hearts and to help us to move along throughout the world um, under His guidance and under His direction. So, uh, what do you guys have with that? Anything come to mind? Yeah, just going back to the watchers really quick. I think, you know, we talked a lot of, a lot last week about the book of Enoch and some of the content that's in the book of Enoch. And they, you know, the label in there is the watchers, but I think 
people may be more familiar with the term the fallen angels. So we're referring to, they're the same entity. The fallen angels are the watchers who fell to earth, um, that, which then in turn bred Nephilim. So I just wanted to throw the fallen angels out there because I think... Hey, they're interchangeable. Yeah, they are interchangeable. We may say either or, but they are, we're referring to the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, terminology is important as you go along because you find that the what the devil likes to do, what Satan likes to do is is uh, move things around ever so slightly or mirror the things that God's doing, but he's doing it in the opposite way. And it's kind of like um, in that show Stranger Things, you know, we mm-hmm. see the upside down and that's kind of like the evil realm, but it's it's almost a mirror of... Um, the natural world and people can get caught there um, you can end up um, stuck you know as we see from that show obviously it's not a documentary but it's a good way of kind of painting it in your mind and realizing that there are other dimensions there are these other places that evil resides and uh, it's it's something that we have to pay attention to so you know, Satan is trying to mirror, the point is, he's trying to mirror things by changing words here and there, changing things ever so slightly to where, um, even in Revelation, it says the, the elect in the end will even um, have a hard time distinguishing uh, what's what's truly real Christianity, you know, Jesus, all of those things from the Antichrist, because mm-hmm. Satan is so good at making things. It's going to be so close. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be very difficult to tell mm-hmm. the difference. <clears throat> and that's why I think discernment is so important um, and just praying for discernment. Mm-hmm. You know, God, help mm-hmm. me to see what you see and hear what you hear and you know, I think, I know for me, at least in the last year, after kind of this red pill moment, mm-hmm. um, he's helped me a lot to see things for what for what they truly are. Because mm-hmm. in the midst of the world that we live in, there's a, a battle, a spiritual battle going on that we can't even see. So yeah. we have to keep that in mind that there are entities at work that you may not ever see, but, but they're there. Mm-hmm. So, And I never in my life growing up, prayed for discernment I never no it never really dawned on me like I knew there was good and bad but if you pray for discernment and that's something that you're seeking then you'll get it and you'll mm-hmm. start to see things more clearly and I think just having these conversations with people is part of that discernment because Bethany's is different than mine which is different than Rick's and if we all put our heads together I bet you we can come up with you know something pretty good mm-hmm. but you know, it's been kind of squashed to have these conversations and people get uncomfortable and don't want to talk about it. So that's where we come into play. So here we are being because cringy. We don't care. Anyway. We like talking about things that are outside of the, the norm. Yeah. And we have to remember, you know, we've been talking about a lot of this stuff for, for years now. And so we're going to try to be sensitive to the people that maybe they haven't had their red pill moment or they, they're they not quite as far down this research path as we are. So we're going to try to be sensitive to that because I know that there are, you know, some of this stuff is going to maybe, maybe upset you a little bit here and there. But this yeah. is reality. And so I think a good place to start would be you've probably all seen – you know, it looks like a pyramid and it's, you know, got the all seeing eye on the top. And there's a lot of, you know, pyramid imagery all over, which goes back to Nimrod. 
building this tower, um, Nimrod being the first Freemason that that started all of this. Yeah. So that's a good thing to remember as we go through this. And I know we're going to do some episodes down the road on the secret societies separately where we'll kind of go through each one one by one and explain a little bit more. So today will be kind of just a, a brief overview overview mm-hmm. yeah. of things. Um, so if you and, and another thing was Gary Wayne has in his Genesis Genesis six conspiracy book. Um, he talks about, you know, we have the pyramid that we've all seen. And then there's also it's it's kind of described more like a tree. So because there's different branches that come off of different levels of this. But so so whether you want to use pyramid imagery or you want to use tree imagery, either either or would would work. But we need so, you to know that there's there's somebody at the top. Yes. The top mm-hmm. and then the below that and then below that and then we don't come into play till the very bottom as we're literally as on this earth. the earth. The working population is the bottom. So we're holding everything up, but we're controlling nothing. So if you look at pyramid style at the very top, most of those pyramids that you see have the all-seeing eye on the top, which what is the all-seeing eye? It comes back to it being Satan. So he's the one that really is in control of all of this stuff. He's the one turning heads, as they say. Yeah, and you know, as we mentioned before, there's good watchers and bad watchers, mm-hmm. and there's demons and Nephilim. There's all kinds of things influencing mankind, and uh, and this is the way that they influence is by setting up these um, thoughts in the hearts of men, and then the and then men uh, take action in their free will to create these um, constructs. And remember we were talking about back um, last episode about the bloodlines and how, um, you know, the the way to get to the heart of God is to get to the bloodline and mess with the bloodline. And so we have the, the Nephilim that come from that. Um, but these bloodlines come become very important because now we have the controllers of our world as we call them Mm -hmm. and they uh at the top it starts with satan but right below that we have these 13 uh satanic as they call them bloodlines now we're getting a lot of this information from a lot of different places and what you have to realize is that secret societies are just that they're secret and it's very difficult to find information on them because of that secrecy it's put in Mm -hmm. to the very essence of who they are and what they're about so you know scouring google you're not going to find any of this information but if you go on to alternative browsers like brave or freespoke or um, DuckDuckGo, these type of alternative sources, um, you can find this information. Additionally, there are people like Dr. John Coleman, who's done, you know, over 30 years of research. Um, there's others like, uh, well, this Fritz. will be a, a fun one. So this, there is a, there is a document called Bloodlines of Illuminati, mm-hmm. and it was written by Fritz Springmeier in 1995. And this document you can find on the CIA website. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, we put that in the show notes. Yeah, we'll put all this stuff down at the bottom so that you can look. Because it, it really does break down, like, each family, kind of where they came from, what, you know, kind of each family's 
everybody's got a story, right? Um, and we don't have time to go through all of those. Maybe on later episodes, we'll see. But let's just name off the 13 bloodlines so you have a name to connect to all of this. So it, it one of them is the Astor family, which previously they can also be known as the Romanoff family. Mm-hmm. Then we've got the Bundy family, which is also can be known as the Bruce family. Um, then we've got the Collins family, which was previously the Habsburg family. Uh, we've got the DuPont family, which was previously the De Marici family. De Marici, yeah. And then we've got the Freeman family, which was the Hanover family. So these names are kind of interchangeable because they go by both. But but the second name I'm giving you is kind of like the older, what they were more known for in the older texts. And now, now that we go forward. So some of these names are probably going to jump out like DuPont. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one would be Kennedy, which was the Cavendish family. And then you've got the Lee family, which was the Krupp family. Um, this one might ring a bell. The Onassis family, which was the Plantagenets family. Mm-hmm. I'm going to save these two for the end. The Russell family, which was also the Sinclair family. The Van Dunn family, which was the Warburgs. And then the Merovingian, which was the Windsor family. Mm-hmm. And then there's two families on this list that have always gone by the same name which would be rockefeller and rothschild i'm sure that those are going to ring a bell for people um so if you go to that cia website and go to that document it it really breaks out the families really well so it's worth a read it's long but it's worth a read for sure it's interesting that you say the rothschild family on there because I read a quote from the Rothschilds that they do claim to be the direct descendants of mm-hmm. Nimrod. Mm-hmm. Well, that seems interesting. So going all the way back to Babylon. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Here's another fun uh, quote from Nathan Meyer Rothschild. The quote says, I care not what puppet is placed on the throne of, throne of England to rule the empire. The man who controls Britain's money supply controls the British empire, and I control the British money supply. So that should tell you something right there that they they are just a step down from Satan. They are they are carrying out the work. Right, cuz we know we know that there's going to be a battle in mm-hmm. the end, right? And we know that Satan is probably building his army. So right. why not build from and these bloodlines? What do you need to have a war? Money, and that's what these people have. And they control the money. As they said, if we control the money supply, we control what's happening. Yeah, and a lot of people might be thinking right now, like, okay, you have these 13 bloodlines that are controlling the world, but it seems like a pretty incredible statement to make. How are they doing it? You know, And I mm-hmm. think that harkens right back to what you were just saying. The incredible amount of wealth that these families control is almost innumerable. I mean, Mm -hmm. there are speculations of, you know, the amounts of money that these families have. But, I mean, we're talking about people that they don't see price tags. They don't, it doesn't matter to them what things cost. These are the type of people that will lose millions of dollars in bad investments just to, just to make it look like they've lost a lot of money so that they can um, switch it around and go and buy back all of those stocks and end up 
owning the world. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're willing to lose and they're willing to play the long game. Mm-hmm. That's the thing that mm-hmm. people need to realize is these secret societies are not messing around. They've been doing this for a very, very long time and they're really good at hiding in the shadows. And that money gives them that um, anonymity and the ability to to do that, to hide. Yeah. So let's move on down. So below the 13 families, if you're looking at the kind of the pyramid or the tree, either way, um, is going to be, they call it the Council of 33, which is the 33 highest ranked Freemasons in the world. So Freemasons have a lot of money, obviously, and mm-hmm. we also know that they come directly from Nimrod. He was a, back back in that time, being able to build something with stone was a, it was a big deal like you were very prestigious so these masons realized that if they're building the world literally brick by brick they are important mm-hmm. so that was a big deal back then um, now we we hear freemasons and we think oh they are the guys with the goofy hats that you know buy toys for kids at christmas or mm-hmm. you know they and 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 all of this stuff with these secret societies we should preface with not all Freemasons are bad. No. That's not at all what we're saying. There is a certain level, and here here's an analogy. So I take two people. I take this one guy into a room, and I say, okay, in order to be in our club, you have to go murder this guy. And then I go take the other guy into another room, and I say, okay, to be in our club, you have to go murder this guy. And the one guy goes, well, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to murder somebody. And they go, okay, great, you passed the test, you're in the club. And then they go to the next room, and that guy says, sure, who do you need me to murder? And they go, awesome, you passed the test, you're in the club. So there's different levels of being being part of these societies, and they're not all bad. But right. when you get up to this council of 33, they're bad. They're the ones that are up there with the money, kind of calling the shots. Right, so in Freemasonry, there's ranks so you start out as a number one and then you you have to actually take tests exams and and different oaths and go through different rituals the first one being where they blindfold you and do a weird little ceremony um but as you go up in the ranks 33 is kind of like the top dog Mm -hmm. Um, there are actual ranks above that but uh, they're not really talked about. Not a lot of information on no. those ones. But. And they call them something else at that point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they, so so for context, most of the people that, that are in the, the Masons, they only get up to the third degree because that's pretty, that's that's where most of them stay at. But if you want to go on and go further, it's it's more oaths. It's more things you have to do. It's more... Satanic. Yeah. And that's the thing with a lot of these societies and a lot of these things is there once you get to a certain level um the things that they begin to ask you to do are um overwhelmingly evil mm-hmm. and and um, the main reason mm-hmm. for that is to show allegiance yep. and to also show loyalty to the very uh society that they're pledging their allegiance to and so when you have them do something like that not only do you own them because most of the times they film the things that they make them do and they're keeping track of everything you do yeah but they also um they also have you for life because you've committed a crime 
in their midst. Mm-hmm. And so there is a component of, you know, you're kind of stuck. So so even if you get to that, you know, level and you change your mind, there there's not really any going back. Mm-hmm. You know, there Too late, if you're right. if you're going to try to get out, you're going to have to defect, which some people have mm-hmm. defected and some of this information comes from them. Um, but they end up in jail, uh, falsely accused, um, or they end up in psychiatric wards, things like that, and eventually they die uh-huh. um, of some unknown cause. You know, this this happens. So this isn't to scare you guys by any means. This is just a little bit of information to help you understand who it is that's in charge of our world, where it comes from, because, again, we believe in the Bible, and we believe that this is uh, a continuation of biblical things mm-hmm. coming from Nimrod, coming from Babylon, and then having this um, group of watchers, angels, that are um, overseeing, and, they're, and they are corrupt, allowing worship, allowing these things, and then all of the other... Um, nations begin to become corrupt and this is uh, a thing that we see as a theme throughout the bible and so as we continue on into modern times what i mean why would it change Mm -hmm. you know there there's always been good and evil and to to act like evil doesn't exist and it isn't as um it isn't permeating our society as much as it is to just put your head in the sand and not believe that. Mm-hmm. That's kind of on you, you know, and I, I don't say that to be rude. I say that to say it's time to wake up and look at these things. And instead of just pushing it aside and saying, maybe maybe this doesn't actually exist. These guys are just whack jobs. Look right. into it look yourself. Into it. Go to this. Yeah, yeah website listen to these books go to these um websites that we're providing in the show notes because i guarantee you um you're going to be intrigued by some of the things that you find so we'll move on from there so we've got the we started with satan or the all-seeing eye we've gone down to the 13 families then the council of 33 which are those 33 highest um freemasons so right below them is the committee of 300 and I've heard this before, but I didn't really know like what they were. So the Council of 300 is a, a mixture of people. You can't ask to join it. You can't go fill out an application and say, I want to be part of the Council of 300 or Committee of 300. But you're chosen. You're chosen by them and for a purpose. And so there's here's a list of some, some different uh, entities. So they have a combination of world leaders, so royalty, they have a lot of business people in there because, you know, the, the business is what runs the world. A lot of military leaders. There's a lot of, from, from all different countries, we're talking this committee of 300 as people worldwide. It's not just America. It's, it's, it's worldwide. They don't recognize any laws of any right. nation. Mm-hmm. They're above all of that. And these are the controllers. These are the ones pulling the strings behind, you know, big business, mm-hmm. um, Wall Street, um, the central banking. central banking. Some of this yep. stuff is going to probably be shocking. I have a partial list. If you go on to try to find the list of all the people that have been in the Committee of 300, it's it's tons. And honestly, a lot of the names you won't even recognize because they're players behind the scenes that you, that you wouldn't even know. Um, but we have a partial list. We've got Queen Elizabeth II, Bill Gates, Abdullah II, which is the King of Jordan, Roman Abramovich, which was the Russian oligarch, and his 
net worth is just a measly $12 billion. So not a big deal. Um, Albert Toot, who is the king of Belgium. Andrew, the Duke of York. So there's a lot of mixture of, you know, business and and royalty because that's kind of what runs the world. We've also got Warren Buffett, Tony Blair, um, Michael Bloomberg, Brzezinski, who is the head of the Trilateral Commission, which I think we'll talk about a little bit later. Yeah. Um, So that's just kind of a, a partial brief list of some of the people that have been on this committee. Now, this committee also... Uh, changes it's kind of revolving so as somebody dies or somebody stops doing what they're supposed to be doing and they get kicked off the committee um, but before they actually ask you hey do you want to be in the committee of 300 you better believe that they have 100% vetted you they've looked at everything you've ever looked at on the internet they've talked they've talked and looked at all of the people that you know in your family in your life I mean they you think that the Secret Service can dig up stuff? You should see these guys. It's incredible. Well, and bloodlines have a big thing to do with yeah, it. And, absolutely. And what they're, can, they're... what do you bring to the table as yeah. a family? As you know, who do you know? What type yep. of ties do you have? What kind of um, authority do you have, or push, or sway? These are important people, and they want to know that when they bring somebody on, they are important enough to further their agenda and continue mm-hmm. to do the things that they want to do so certain people have certain um you know people want them a little bit more because of what they can do for you yeah yeah so there is a this dr john coleman who has uh he was in the committee of 300 or worked with the committee of 300 he was in the intelligence service. he was an mi6 intelligence guy so he had very high Um, security clearance it sounds like he went over to Africa to do some kind of humanitarian yeah work and so he he stumbled upon quite by accident a lot of this stuff of what the committee of 300 was Um, so then he from there kind of defected from the whole program and started speaking and this was back in 92 mm-hmm. so he he wrote a book and the, and this was published in 92 and i think he said it he, it was at least 10 or 10 or 15 years worth of just research just just to get to this point so we're talking this stuff was 70s and 80s probably um and in this book they go over 21 stated goals of the committee of 300 i'm not gonna read all of them but you guys tell me between then and now how much you think of this they've basically knocked off their list. We've accomplished this stuff. Okay, so we've got established one world government, new world order with a unified church and monetary system under their direction. So there's been some talk about the new world order, which Rick can probably go into better, but um, it's, it's looming. And my understanding is America is kind of the last country with the freedom to, to to not do this yeah they so what they want to do because when we say to further their agenda what we're talking about is a new world order and we've actually heard certain people refer to these things obama has said it in mm-hmm. a speech before um bush senior has said it before there's been lots of people that have let it fly um, and have said that this is, uh, you know, peace, prosperity movement that where they want to 
create this one world government and this one world religion, one world monetary system to where everybody uh, would be under that. And really what it is, is socialism. I mean, mm-hmm. they they want to have a Control. upper class or elite, and then they want to have the peasants because history tells us that the peasants are actually really easy to control, and the elites are just that. They don't have to answer to anybody. And so that's what they really want is they want an elite class, which they have, and then they want a peasant class. And as Kristen was alluding to, the biggest problem with that is the middle class mm-hmm. of America And they never anticipated that this middle class would grow to what it is. And another big reason why um, America has really slowed down the the movement is because of the gun gun ownership in America. You know, there's a lot of gun ownership in the middle class, um, those that would be highly affected by this new world order agenda. And so, you know, a lot of that's one of the last components that they have to do to get America to fall in line. So I don't know where everybody else is, but we're on the West Coast and they just passed a law about gun ownership that is absolutely ridiculous. And we already our little small town gun shop is closing its doors because they can't function and run their business in Idaho. In, in this state anymore, so which is really sad. And and they're they're the first of many. We're going to see a lot more of these gun so stores So shut down closing. small businesses? No more small businesses? Right. Shut down small businesses. We saw businesses. that kind of during COVID, too. <laughs> I yep. mean, So know. here is another one out of their, this. And remember, these are their goals of the Committee of 300. These are their stated goals. So another one is bring about utter destruction of all national identity and national pride. So we see that, especially lately, like you you can't be proud to be an American because they make you feel guilty. If you're if you're American, if you're especially if you're a white American, you're made to feel guilty for being so privileged, which is the opposite of how it was designed. The flag was something to be respected and revered. And now you've got people not too far, an hour and a half away from us in these big cities that are burning flags and you've got you know, NFL football players that are not recognizing the flag and all like they're they're doing this on purpose, guys. These are their stated goals. They want you to 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 take a take away your pride in your country. Yeah. Well, and that leads to the new world order. I mean, if you don't have any one nation mm-hmm. that has any one or is better than any other or anything like that, you you have this global socialism that's exactly what they're going for so of course that would be one of their stated goals and then so the next one that kind of brings us into that which is engineer and bring about the destruction of religion so that's the other part now where instead of us being one nation under god we're one nation under whichever religion you want to do because they definitely don't want us all unified in one religion they don't want us to all be doing that they want us to be following what they're putting out so they're they're confusing the religion. They're making it chaos out of the religion where, you know, they have, you know, the New Age movement, which is so close to Christianity, but it's just off enough to be a lie. Yeah, they try to throw everybody off because how do you get a one world religion when there's so many different denominations just of Christianity, you know, and then you have all of these different religions. How do you get them all funneled into one 
place and and getting everybody on board well there's got to be some sort of a a push to that and it usually has to you know pertain to love and acceptance and all of those things and there are many paths to god which if you've read your bible you know there's one path to god and it's through jesus christ and that's it period end of story but people don't want to hear that anymore no they're like no 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 there's lots of ways to get through to get to God. No, That's so there's not. Fringy. No one gets to the Father but through me. I think the Bible's pretty clear on that one. All pretty right. specific. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> so then the next one they've got is establish the ability to control each and every person through mind control. And this opens up a big can of worms. And I later on down the road we're gonna do a series on um, some of the CIA projects because they have kind of run the experimental phase. Um, but we kind of talked about MK Ultra, how if they can control our mind and give us those trigger words and give us all of that stuff, that's, that's their agenda. So then they've got bring about the end to all industrialization and production of nuclear generated power in what they call a post-industrial zero growth society, with the exceptions being computers and service industry. So they don't want society growing anymore. They, they actually, later on, you guys will be surprised by some of this stuff. But So the next one is encourage and eventually legalize the use of drugs, which, again, we're on the West Coast. Many of you probably know that they have decriminalized a lot of the drugs here, which is a sore subject for a lot of people. And there's people that on both sides of the fence that make a good argument. So we're not here to argue that part. Just know that it's part of their stated goals. Um, so then they've got bring about depopulization of large cities, which, I mean, we've got a, a beautiful large city near us that spent the summer of 2020 on fire from riots and burning down, you know, the Capitol buildings. And it was just outrageous what they did. Yeah. And, you know, when you when you tear down the middle class, you have to destroy the the family you know the family unit you have to figure out how to control population by things like abortion mm-hmm. and all of those things i mean these things get put into place to keep the agenda going which is depopulation they want to depopulate i don't know if you guys have heard of the georgia guidestones but maybe put that in one of your um search browsers and mm-hmm. see if you can get that to come up and just read what it is no longer there though where it was <laughs> true. and what it said and then um maybe we can talk about on another episode how interesting it is that it got struck Exploded. by lightning yes is the official uh, that's narrative. the narrative that's what i heard that's what i heard but uh-huh. it, it got exploded so then we're gonna go go farther down here this one is is quite relevant so this is their stated goals for the Committee of 300. Cause the death of 3 billion people by the year 20, 2050. People they call useless eaters. Mm-hmm. So if you're not contributing to society, you're not making them money, essentially, you're useless. And they want to get rid of you. So, and there's a lot eaters. of ways that they do that, which I'm sure we'll go into on further episodes. But, you know, viruses, pandemics, that kind of thing being mm. part of it. What we're eating being part of it. 
but we're drinking being part of it. Yeah, I mean, if they control, and by they, you know who I'm talking about, because that's what these episodes are about. If they're controlling the water supply, they're controlling the food supply, as we'll see by some of these corporations when mm-hmm. we start listing those off you'll you'll hear some names that have been in the news for how they've treated um their products their animals um they've had lawsuits multiple lawsuits i mean these these people are evil and there is an agenda right. and when you read the agenda and then you line it up with current events and things that are going on around you you begin to see that you know this is not so far outside of the realm of possibility right. like you and, can and some see of these, this going though. back to those 13 families remember one of them we listed off was the dupont family and there was a documentary i think it was on netflix mm-hmm. it's not called the dupont documentary but you'll if you search for it you'll be able to find it but it's essentially that their corporation they were making teflon and one of the chemicals that was in the teflon um was causing birth defects. So they had two women that fairly close together, I think, had babies Mm -hmm. and both of them with pretty horrible birth defects. And the lengths that these people, the DuPonts in this case, went to to cover up what they were putting in the water in this town, it was horrific. So if, if it's very, it was a very touching documentary because they, then you're looking at it through the lens of, the son of this woman who has these deformities and then now he wants to have children and you know these deformities can get passed on to his children so just just the fact that she was working with this chemical in this plant the the dominoes that happened from that sure yeah so funny um connection there i found the name of the documentary and it is in fact called the devil we know Mm. how dupont poisoned the world with teflon so Go watch it. It's interesting. Go watch it. Yeah. Because that goes back a long ways, the DuPont family. Okay, so back to the list. Um, This one uh, really comes into play. I mean, how many of these so far you think we've accomplished or come pretty damn close to accomplishing? Pretty much all of these so far. We're getting there. How about this one? Weaken the moral fibers of the nations to demoralize working class by causing mass unemployment. Hmm. We live in a state where the unemployment is outrageous, but but it's almost to the point now where people don't even want to work. Like, like people are trying to hire staff around here, and nobody wants to work. They're so demoralized, and they don't even know it. But they're so demoralized that they don't even want a job anymore. They're just like, okay, I'm just gonna stay on my um, disability or stay on my assistance. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's part of their goal as well. Is you, if you track the how the welfare state has come along and you realize the amount of people that are on snap or the amount of people that are on you know some sort of food stamps or food assistance or i mean i was at a place the other day where people are lined up in their cars by the hundreds trying to get food handouts because you know our society's gotten to a place where it's hard to have um the basic necessities Mm -hmm. met and this is you know, if you're if you're paying attention to what we're saying here and you're and you can't look around and see that these very things that Kristen's quoting right now from the 
committee of 300 if you're thinking that these aren't happening that we're just out of our mind and then you're not paying attention because these things are happening all around us inflation is through the roof gas prices are crazy people are having a hard time getting a job or they or they don't work as Kristen said because they're making money from the government well just just a quick question what happens when the government decides to take away or drastically reduce those welfare checks or those and you know how many people are like oh i can't wait till the next stimulus check i can't wait till the next Mm -hmm. stimulus check they've got us so wrapped around their finger to rely on them for everything that if they pulled the carpet out from under you what would you do right what would you do and some people are in a very hard spot if that was the case and they've guess what folks they've done it they've done it on purpose (laughs) okay so let's browse through these a little bit faster so we've got the next one on here that jumped out at me was keep people from everywhere from deciding their own destiny by means of one created crisis after another so what happens when you're you know as a nation let's say you guys go okay this is the direction we're going and then boom another crisis happens so they're they're causing these crises to happen so that you you don't get to decide your own destiny you don't get to make plans for the future because even now people go who knows what the world's going to look like in 10 years it looks like garbage now it's going to get even worse sure so then another one they've got is press for the spread of religious cults such as muslim brotherhood muslim foundations and to carry out mind control experiments so back in the what 40s 50s somewhere in there there was this big push with all these cults coming out and they they essentially used these cults and by they i mean the committee of 300 used these cults in order to see how far people would go with the mind control. I mean, look at all the stuff that people did for the Manson family. Look at how much money people give to Scientology. I mean, all of these cults that are big-time cults that you, you're required to give of something, and a lot of them you're required to give of everything in order to join. Mm-hmm. And especially back in the you know 60s, 70s, in there, there was a lot of these cults that popped up that, I mean, there was one that came along the Oregon coast. I don't remember what it was called. There was one. Yes, there was one in Eastern Oregon that was huge. And people gave up all of their worldly possessions to go and live on this farm and work this farmland. So we'll probably do an episode later on about some of these cults because they're very interesting. But for time purposes, let's go back to the next one, caused the total collapse of the world's economies then engender total political chaos. And if you don't think, especially in America, but everywhere, that we are in political chaos, you've got your head in the sand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, right now we've got, I mean, the president of the United States right now is probably... Needs to be in a nursing home? Yeah. I mean, the, the sweet old man that they've got in the White House is... I'm just going to tell you, folks, he's not as sweet as you think he is. Mm-hmm. And yeah. we'll have an episode about old Joseph Robinette. Sleepy Joe. One of these days. But uh, next subject. So those are some of the stated goals for that committee of 300. So going back to our either and the we're still, tree or pyramid. Yeah, we're at the top. Still. Yeah, we're still, Mind oh, you. <laughs> we're still in the top. So we're going to go, now this is where looking at it as a tree kind of comes in handy because off of that committee of 300 is where you start to get a lot of these secret societies coming into play. So they're pretty, they're very high up 
And they they all have in the committee of 300 like a representative. So we have the Rosicrucians, the Illuminati, the Masons, and then you've got like the Jesuits and previously the Knights Templar. I mean, there's a lot of these secret societies that are part of this committee of 300. And the black nobility. And we'll go into a lot of those on other episodes. But um, so the next part down is what they call the think tanks. So the think tanks are, um, let's go with the Trilateral Commission. Some of these are going to be familiar, some of them not, but you can certainly look them up. Um, we've got the Council of Foreign Relations, the United Nations, mm-hmm. the, the Bilderberg, Bilderberg Group, yep. Club of Rome, um, the Royal Institute of International Affairs, which is a very interesting group that yes. I didn't know much about. I know, until I didn't either. Researching. And you can go to clubofrome.org. It's a, it really, to me, it was a really spooky website mm-hmm. because they are talking about how, you know, if we stay on this trajectory that we're on, we're going to outgrow our planet's resources by the year 2100. So we need to, you know, take care of our Earth by depopulating because, you know, we're going to overtake the Earth. So just just take a browse. There's that, that word one. again. Depopulation. Depopulation. Yeah. Weird. So that's part of that. So then uh, right below that, we've got the World Financial Center. And this is where it comes into play, the central banks, um, your tax revenue, your interest revenue, all of that stuff that's run by the Bank of International Settlements, which keeps coming up in a lot of our research. Mm -hmm. Um, So remember that, the Bank of International Settlements. Yep, yep. All the data companies that that keep track of all of the data on your phones, on your computers, what you watch on TV, they're in this section. The World Bank, um, mm-hmm, the International mm-hmm. Monetary Fund. And these are all, you know, businesses. They're groups of, of people that are running things. And I I would implore you to go and look up these individually because it's very interesting looking at their websites. It's actually pretty spooky. So the Rothschilds, way back in the day, they they asked themselves, how, how are we to take over the world? And if you, as Nathan Rothschild was saying earlier in the quote that Kristen put forward, if you control the money supply, then you control everything. I mean, uh-huh. you, you can control the world by controlling the money supply. And that's exactly what they've done. I mean, if, if you know anything about finances, um, if you're an economist in any way, you know that these, these places are, are real places. And it's true that they are all central banks of all of these different countries. Every country has a central bank. Um, actually, America's Except, central bank mm-hmm. is the Federal Reserve. Mm-hmm. And for those of you that think that it's federal, you're wrong. And it's for those of you that think a it's a reserve, at all. you're also wrong. <laughs> uh, they don't actually have anything in reserve. What they do is print money. They push money into the economy, which creates chaos and inflation. And they also are a corporation, not a federal reserve. And it's run by the Rothschilds. All of the United States money system is owned by the Rothschilds. You can look that up. Mm -hmm. I promise you that what we're telling you is true. 
the Rothschilds. And we'll put all of the resources that we're getting a lot of this information from in the show notes, so you can go and look at it. So next down, so that was the World Financial Center. Um, and then, so the next one down is the World Resource Control, which is the corporations that are running things. So some of these you might uh, know. BP, IBM, DuPont, ExxonMobil, Pfizer, Monsanto, New York Stock Exchange. If any of those sound familiar. And there's so many more. I mean, oh, yeah, there's, tons there's more. so many businesses out there that are just, I mean, just to name a few, Apple, Shell. Google, yep. you know, all of yep. these ones. They're Facebook, Meta, whatever you want to call it these days. I mean, go just do me a favor. Go look up Facebook, Meta. And you will find that it actually started as a DARPA program, which is a military program. And it was for mind control. Because if you take the entire society and you have them give you all of their personal information, then you can use that personal information against them. Mm -hmm. And they have back all of these... um, companies especially like apple and google and those type of things they have backdoor access by the government so the the government can look into these programs whenever they want so if you think that all your pictures on snapchat aren't being stored somewhere they are they are if you think that the nsa can't see all of your i mean snowden woke us up to all of that i mean you know, I, I hate to get real fringy real quick, but 9-11 happened mysteriously so that we can create this war that we've been in for the last 20 years. Mm-hmm. All of the depopulation that came from that, all of the financial control of the oil in that area um, was accomplished. They never found any weapons of mass destruction, but... There was a lot of very mysterious things that happened around 9-11 that uh, we'll talk about in another episode. Here's a fun quote that goes along with that. So there, this is a, a gentleman, F. William Engdahl. He wrote a book called Seeds of Destruction. To quote, he says, The U.S. and the U.K. government's relentless backing for the global spread of genetically modified seeds was, in fact, the implementation of a decades-long policy of the Rockefeller Foundation since the 1930s when it funded Nazi eugenics research, i.e. mass-scale population reduction and control of darker-skinned races by an Anglo-Saxon white elite. As some of these circles saw it, war as a means of population reduction was costly and not that effective. Hmm. Interesting. So, think of that in, in the Rockefeller Foundation, do some research, they funded both sides of these, uh, most of these wars. Yep. So they gave money to both sides because they were trying to population control. And then they realized, hey, this isn't the most efficient way to do it. So let's do it this other way by food, by water, by medicine, by all the stuff that they're introducing to us that is not in our best interest. Yeah. And remember, if we go back to the last episode, it was the watchers that brought 
pharmacia, which is the pharmaceutical industry. It was the watchers that brought that forbidden knowledge because God provided everything on this earth that we needed for medication. I mean, we have shamans all over the world that can tell you exactly which plant to use for your exact illness. And and God has healing plants all over the world as long as you know that. But when you start taking those plants with this watcher technology and you start mixing them up and you start putting certain plants with certain things, start adding other things to it, taking things away from it. Then you then you you get into a slippery slope of well, where did heroin come from? You know, and you start getting into synthetics, yes. all of the things that are unnatural that go into your body. I mean, synthetics are not what we should be putting in our bodies to help us heal from these things. We should be going to God, God's creation and also going to God in prayer for those things. But They've got us locked down. Yep. Locked down, infiltrated everywhere. Yep. And we're seeing it now. I think a good example right now is the school system, the education system, Mm -hmm. and how it's really gotten bad. Yeah. All of the stuff that they're trying to push on the kids. And yep. And it's almost like the parents aren't allowed to say anything about it. Yeah. They're not allowed to parent. They're not. I mean, you've got. You've got people, this lady in Virginia actually found some books that were in their library mm-hmm. and they were very sexual in nature and very graphic, but it was homosexual in nature in as well. In an elementary And it was, yes, in an elementary library right there for all the kids to, you know, borrow the book, take it home. And I'm talking graphic illustrations of things that these children shouldn't be seeing. And when that mother took it to the school board, um, they didn't. They weren't allowing her to talk. They weren't allowing yeah. her to um, interject any of her own opinions. I mean, parents can't be parents anymore. With the school, the schools want you to just send them there and shut don't up. Don't worry, we'll and, feed them. We'll yeah. take care of them. You don't even have to worry about them all day. And it's free. And it's yeah. all free. Don't yeah. worry about free it. Free breakfast. Free we'll lunch. We'll take care I of it. Love it. Yeah. Okay, so if we're still going back to this whole pyramid tree thing. So we get down further. Now it starts to branch out a little bit more. And we've got world population control. And that's the next area. So that is kind of the world religions. And that's the government, the intelligence community, which includes military, courts, prisons. And then you've got schools. So that was a good segue. Mm -hmm. And media. So all of that stuff is kind of how they're going to control the world population. So, and, and some of those are Viacom, Disney, you know, stuff that you, you wouldn't really think, but they're, they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, media is a huge, huge mind thing. control. If you think about how do I know the things that I know about the world? Cause I can't travel to Brazil and right. see the things that are happening on the ground. So I rely on the news to bring me that information or I watch TV I watch all of these um, movies and things or you and have an app on your phone that's the news app and you just bing, 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 flip through all the news stories and in a 10 minute time span you know what's going on in the slums of Argentina yeah in, in my opinion we need to shrink our focus down to what we can see and touch and feel you need to worry about your neighbor you don't need to worry about what's happening with the cats in southern africa like that, that's okay let the southern africans deal with what's happening with the cats Come and, I, on. and i'm not saying don't Save have the a cats. heart for these things because i love cats i have three of them but 
what I'm saying is we've lost, we have, with the internet, we have a global concern and we've lost our community concern. Mm -hmm. We've lost our concern for the people that are right here that we can touch, that we can impact, that we can help. Like that's the stuff that we need to worry about because for me personally, I know there's nothing that I can do for some of these horrible diseases that they have over in Africa as much as I would love to. But I know that there's things I can do here as a nurse. There's people I can help here, right now, right here. Mm -hmm. So we just have to shrink our focus a little bit instead of being outraged by things happening in the rest of the world, in my opinion. Well, there are people that are helping. But I'm pretty crass. I just, I don't have... There are people that are helping in those areas like... You know, like uh, Bill Gates. Um, oh boy, the Let's Clinton not. Foundation. Oh. Hillary Clinton. Stop yeah. it. She was in Africa, I think. They were in Africa. Wait, is it Madonna that just got kicked out? She can't go back because she, uh, her adoption agency was not what it seemed. I mean, these people are coming out of the bush <laughs> looking for help. They're looking for help yeah. from humanity, from humanitarians, and what they're actually finding is um, that when they're quote-unquote cured from their sicknesses Mm -hmm. uh, by this western medicine they end up dead by the end of the night because they're euthanizing these people they're trying to get rid of these races they're trying to hurt uh the normal people and they're trying to further their agenda so they get to practice on these people with their medications with their vaccines all of these different things and they find how effective they are and uh, I mean, I'm not really trying to switch over into vaccines, but it is interesting that these certain places in the world are being visited by people like Bill Gates and the Clinton Foundation. It's just interesting to me. It is. And we'll get more into that, I'm sure, later. So let's go. Th- so back to this 1992 book from Dr. John Coleman. Here's an excerpt from it. And you guys just let me know. Stop me if you need to, but I'm going to just fly through it because it's really relevant to what we're seeing in our world. Okay. After it. There will be no middle class, only rulers and servants. The system will be based on a welfare state. The U.S. Constitution will be abolished and become forbidden reading. Marriage shall be outlawed and there shall be no family life as we know it. Children shall be removed from their parents at an early age and brought up as wards of the state, essentially state property. Women will be degraded through the continued process of, quote, women's liberation movements. Free sex shall be mandatory. Self-abortion shall be taught and practiced after two children are born to a woman. Pornography shall be promoted and be compulsory reading in every school and classroom and shown in theaters and cinemas. So brief pause. Like I said, we're on the West Coast. There have been laws where they are now starting sex education in first grade. Mm -hmm. They're teaching children how to masturbate, like in school. This is a crazy thing. And you guys look up some of these comprehensive sex bills. Look them up. Um, So to continue on, the use of recreational drugs shall no longer be subject to criminal penalties. Mind control drugs will be expanded. How many times lately, just in the last month have you guys heard about ayahuasca Mm -hmm. or dmt or some of these hallucinogenics where they want you to go and you take these trips and you get this spiritual enlightening and awakening and all of this stuff okay it's their mind control drugs and their hallucinogenics for a reason we should not be tampering with those so moving on the non-elite masses will be reduced to a level of behavior of beast 
with no will of their own. All wills shall be aggregated in the hands of the elite and members of the committee of 300. Each individual shall be indoctrinated to understand that he or she is fully dependent upon the state for survival. At least 4 billion useless eaters shall be eliminated by the year 2050 by means of limited wars and organized epidemics of fatal, rapid-acting pandemics and starvation. The U.S. will be flooded by people of an alien culture who will eventually overwhelm the stock of the original Americans who built America. And by aliens, they're not talking about Aliens? From outer space. They're talking about aliens oh. like open borders from like, other countries. We're getting real fringy now. No, no, no. Okay. We're not getting that fringy yet. All right. <laughs> so open borders is a is a big thing there. Where America's no longer going to be America. Um, no national bank except the Bank of International Settlements. There's that word again. And the World Bank shall be allowed to operate. There shall be no cash or coinage in the hands of the non-elite. All transactions shall be carried out by means of the debit card. Attempts to trade old coins, that is to say silver coins of previous and now defunct nations, shall be treated as a capital crime subject to the death penalty. Hmm, that seems sparse. Outlaws who fail to surrender to the police or military after a declared period of time shall have a family member selected at random to serve prison terms in their stead. So, if you do something naughty... It might not even be you that's punished. It might be your granny. Yeah. Might be Granny Mabel. I don't know. Wow. You don't know who it's going to be. Selected at random. Let's see. Wars of attrition shall take place before the takeover of the one world government and shall be engineered on every continent where large groups of people with ethnic and religious differences reside. Ethnic and religious differences shall be magnified and exacerbated violent conflict as a means of quote settling differences shall be encouraged and fostered does that sound like america sounds like it to me a little bit a little bit of where we're headed in the last 20 30 years yeah i agree that sounds pretty familiar so we've kind of hit you with a fire hose of yeah, information tonight but now you maybe kind of understand that when we say they and that they're doing this to us on purpose this is what we're talking about we're talking about Satan. We're talking about the Watchers. We're talking about the Nephilim and the demons. Yep. But we're also talking about human beings. Flesh and blood. Flesh and blood that have been given um, thoughts, suggestions. Um, maybe they're mind-controlled themselves. Um, but they are, they are doing Satan's bidding here on the earth. And the things that they're most concerned about are reduction in population... Um, control, power, owning all of the money supply, being able to have peasants and mm -hmm. elites, um, and the list goes on. And they've organized in such a way that they basically have their tentacles in every single organization and hierarchy out there. And there's not a lot that can be done about it. However... We wanted to leave you with a little bit of hope because we know as you know things are expensive you're trying to afford food for your family maybe you're the one that's in line trying to get food maybe you are living on food stamps maybe you have children that are um, hungry and need things maybe you're um, dealing with all kinds of health problems and issues and 
you're trying to think how are we going to afford this how are we going to afford that our medication is so expensive and oh guess what it's also killing you um, there's so many things that um, help us to feel hopeless but there is hope john 16:33 says i have said these things to you that in me you may have peace in the world you will have tribulation but take heart i have overcome the world and obviously that's jesus speaking and then again in matthew 6 through 34 it says but seek first the kingdom of god and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow for tomorrow will be anxious for itself sufficient for the day is its own trouble so we know that when Jesus came, he was telling us about all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. He was telling us about the corruption in the world when it comes to politics, um, when it comes to religion, when it comes to medicine, all of these different things. He was telling us. He was flipping tables and in righteous anger, dealing with the money changers of the mm -hmm. time that were practicing Babylonian black money magic. Mm -hmm. I mean, they were trying to take away the money of the people that were just going there to get on the right side of God. And Jesus is saying, you are good enough. You are on the right side. Um, and I want to be your God. And that's why he set up Israel. And that's why he asked Abraham to do what he did. That's why he asked Noah to do what he did. Mm -hmm. That's why he wanted Aaron to set up the priesthood. That's why he taught sacrifices. And then he said, your sacrifices aren't good enough for me. I want your heart. Don't you see? God wants your heart. And he wants you to just give up all of these pursuits. Because I'm telling you, it's madness. Okay, these people are doing this on purpose, and the only thing that matters is God. The only thing that matters is Jesus and his sacrifice. And the first step to overcoming all of this is to know that it's happening to you. Once you know that it's happening to you, and hopefully we've connected some of those dots for you, then you can move to the next phase of going, okay, how do I combat this in my life? How do I filter things down? Maybe there's, you know, maybe you turn off the TV and stop watching cnn mm -hmm. or you know stop watching some of this stuff and just filter it down to the people around you that matter your neighbors your church your friends your family the people that you you can be in contact and just rest in the knowledge that we don't have to deal with these people that's not our job to go and destroy these people because there will be a judgment day for everybody mm -hmm. and and this stuff that they're doing is not going to be forever hidden so a, a verse that i like is matthew 10 6 where he says so have no fear of them for nothing is covered that will not be revealed or hidden that will not be known so there will be light in the darkness yeah yeah take heart i have everybody overcome the that's world. out there there's not there's not a lot to be um, worried about. We know that our king sits on the throne. And mm -hmm. if we can do like Israel did back at the beginning and focus on God as our king, we, we don't have kings that are over us. We have God. We have Jesus who taught us how to behave, how to mm -hmm. love our neighbor, how to serve 
others, how to put others before us, how to forgive. Some of you may be struggling with forgiveness, and that's something that you need to work on um, because it might not be the person that you're mad at that is the problem. It's the influence and the brainwashing right. of these um, evil cults, these um, these controllers of our world. So we wanted to leave you with some hope. And now, and bing bong bing. Yeah, we're going to transition to the a sound for that, but we have the unteachable, unteachable moments, moments for this week. And as we promised, we're going to hit you with some of these every single week to try to unteach the ridiculous things that are out there on the and internet. I don't know why Rick keeps picking things that pertain to me, which mm-hmm. seems I feel targeted a little bit. Do you? But I'm just saying this one is. Uh, the misunderstanding that you can't have tattoos or piercings mm-hmm. and go to church. And I have I have both of those. I don't know why that's a misunderstanding. What are you are you saying that you can have tattoos? Yikes. So the the scripture they quoted was uh, Levit- Leviticus 19:28, you shall not make any cuts on your body or the dead or tattoo yourselves. I am the Lord. So, we're going to hand it over to Rick to explain the real context of this scripture. So obviously there in the in the text it says do not tattoo yourselves. Um, the unfortunate piece is that's not what the original language is saying and that's not what it's talking about. It's not talking about tattoos. Um, so back in the day when you had these other uh, Elohim that were over the other nations, those were their gods or they saw them as gods and being evil like they were, they would ask for certain things that were evil, i.e. they would ask for child sacrifices. Um, they would ask that you would cut, brand, or mark yourself as a designation of of your allegiance and who you, and who you were and uh, who you uh, stood for. And who God, what God you were and these representing. And these markings meant something back yeah. then. It wasn't just a tattoo of my child's footprint. It was like the, these were these were satanic markings. Yeah. So to unteach uh, what they're saying here on the internet, it's Leviticus 19.28 is not talking about getting tattoos. Although in my estimation, if um, I was going to say, which take it or leave it, Make sure that the tattoos that you are getting are representing the right things, right, you know, because right. obviously that is an important teaching from God is that the things that you're putting on your body, which is the temple, don't forget. Um, they the, do matter. They do matter. And so if you're going to put things on there, make sure that it, it, it's not satanic. Maybe you should look into the things that you're putting on your body. And there's a lot of symbolism that we didn't go into and we will. But I mean, things like the all seeing eye and pyramids and. Um, certain things are actually satanic and uh, symbols of the occult. So just be careful of the things that you're putting on your body. But Leviticus 19:28 is not talking about. I the think Bethany tattoos. and me both have a tattoo that says "I'll fly away," which is our favorite hymn. Mm-hmm. So I think we're fine there. Yeah, we're, well, debatable. Debatable. Anyway, guys, we hope you do, that you enjoyed this episode. We hope that you learned a lot. Um, Kristen is a real MVP on this episode. She did a lot of research and put a lot of time and effort into this. And we want to say thank you publicly to her for doing that. But again, don't forget to follow us on Instagram. Check us out on Telegram. Like and share these episodes because it's really how we get this message out. I mean, there is 
There is an Illuminati, guys. There is a Council yeah. of 300. There are these people that are doing these things. And the best way that we can combat it, as we said, is to not only focus on Jesus Christ and his message and focus on God as our king, but being aware that these things are real uh, is, is the right step. And helping other people to yeah. be aware. Because the more, I don't know if you guys do in your churches, but at our Christmas Eve service, we always take a candle and you start it at the top or at the on the stage and then you pass it around and by the time all the candles are lit we don't have a dark room anymore we have a bright beautiful illuminated room so if we can share this podcast with people even though some of the stuff is hard to hear we have grandparents on both sides for my father's side that were part of the freemasons so some of this stuff is hard to hear and again go back to not all of them are bad sure but the more light we get out there the less darkness there is um, and then also remind people that we are on Apple Podcasts mm-hmm. and on Spotify, but we're also on Anchor, Google, Amazon, Audible, Overcast, CastBox, Stitcher, and Pandora. So there's really no excuse yeah, pretty, to not any, pass us on. Pretty much anywhere that a podcast can be found, that's where we are. So again, thanks for tuning in. We appreciate all of you and your uh, commitment to take the time to listen to these ridiculous things that we have to say. Again, I'm Rick. I'm Kristen. And I'm Bethany. And this is That's So Fringy Podcast. Come back next week and we'll be blowing your mind with much more frenzy fringy topics i'm not going to tell you what we're talking about next week but do tell me no i'm not telling you but do come back we will see you on the next one thanks guys bye bye